Hi and welcome to Mad Geek, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. And today I want to talk about the advantages of rollerblading as a form of transportation. Now this this one goes out to whoever the heck is Valve Train for their SoundCloud user. Hey Valve Train, thanks for commenting on the SoundCloud file for my uh, episode about the limitations of rollerblading as a form of transportation. Um, thanks for listening and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can notice the sound quality's a little better. That's because you also said that my last episode sounded like it was recorded inside a um, World War II bomber. <laughs> That's because, like right now, I normally record episodes while driving because um, uh, I just, you know, I, I've got to find the time to do it. You know, I've got other stuff going on. And so while I'm in the car, I'm not doing anything else. And so that's a window of time. And so normally what I was doing is sitting on my little phone just on the console near, um, you know, where, uh, the radio and stuff and just talking. But that just meant all the noise of the car as well as the, uh, the kind of vibration noise of where the phone was sitting um, all got into the recording, you know. And uh, look, what... I kind of was happy with that because um, better something rather than nothing and it didn't seem that a lot of the other blading podcasts were particularly high in production value so you know I just went with that um, but thanks Valve Train for being the person who encouraged me to actually get it together to experiment to see if I could get a better sound quality and so what I've got here is um, just my like a earbud headset that has a um, phone microphone as a part of it and uh, I think it creates a lot better sound so thanks for listening and uh, thanks for suggesting and this is for you right you wanted me to talk about the advantages of rollerblading as a form of transportation picture with me first of all the ideal scenario right this is the dream city picture a city of really smooth surfaces whether smooth asphalt or smooth um, uh, paved, uh, tightly paved sort of surfaces. Picture with me a city of flat surfaces, um, uh, so not lots of hills. Um, picture with me um, a place with wide footpaths, wide roads, and uh, bike tracks and bike lanes. Um, that is the advantage of rollerblading as a form of transportation. A city like that, or a suburb like that, or a town like that, or an area like that, that, my friend, is uh, the advantage of rollerblading. That, that's, that is designed, that is like someone has said, the town planners have said, we want to build a city that is awesome for blading. That's what you do. <laughs> you level the place. Maybe with a few little hills for fun. But, but remember, this is mainly for transportation, so you don't really want to be having to muck around with getting back up hills. Um, so if there are hills, then there are smooth workarounds or underpasses so that when you have to go back the other direction, you can deal with that easily or um, <laughs> something like that. Um, so in that situation, when you're in a situation where, um, where it's smooth um, and flat, uh, rollerblading is awesome. It's, it's, um, rollerblading is great for exercise because it's, um, you're working a lot harder than you are on a bike. Um, uh, you're engaging your, your core in just the balance and the exercise. You're working your glutes and your thighs and your calves and your groin. And your, you know, it's a really great form of exercise as you're commuting. It's a portable form of um, transportation in the sense that you can um, uh, uh, easily just take your blades off and carry them with you, bring them inside to your workplace. You could blade in one direction and then get picked up in the car and, and taken back 
the other direction. Um, you know, if someone picks you up or jump on a train and you can carry blades in your hand that get in people's way. Um, uh, it's it's great for exercise in that kind of way. It's um, it is. It's not quite like in the other podcast I said. It's not quite as easy for um, uh, getting in and out of things like shops and things like that. Um, uh, but you can do it. You know, a lot of places they'll put up with you skating into the shop, and if not, you can just pull your skates off, and it's it's a, a bit of a hassle, but it's not it's not an enormous hassle. Um, uh, you know, to, to sort of take the skates off and then walk into a shop, that kind of thing. So, um, uh, so I mean, that, that's the dream situation. And then you get this great exercise, you get this portability, and you just get great fun. If you're a blader, you like blading. You enjoy the skating motion a whole lot more than you enjoy the motion of, of sitting on a bike with your legs just going boop, 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 boop. I mean, bike riding... Look, this is me speaking as a blader. Some of you love bike riding. I mean, I, I ride a bike, and I like bike riding, but, you know, um, bike riding, you are kind of turned into a minion of the bike, aren't you? You just sit on the thing and pump its machinery. Um, uh, you are running a, uh, a... A friend of mine who's like a geek kind of guy, I once sort of took a photo of something that looked awesome and then said it was steampunk, and he said, that's totally not steampunk, dude. That's a different thing, because that's not steam power. That's, um, that's uh, uh, gear punk. Because apparently gear punk is um, the same kind of thing as steampunk. So this kind of like old school sci-fi kind of world. Except instead of it all being steam engine kind of technology, it's pre-steam engine gear and lever technology. Gear punk. <laughs> um, uh, and that's that's what bikes are. They're gear punk. They're um, you are the slave of the machine that you run its machinery, um, and in return, it gives you, um, uh, gets you where you want to go. That's kind of a bit how it feels. Compared to that skating, you're augmenting your body, you know, you, you haven't yet moved onto a machine that's, that you're kind of just simply doing a function of, but you're, you've just augmented your body uh, in the sense that you are you are traveling in a much more immediate way. I think that just feels different and it, it's, it's enjoyable. Um, and it does open up to you a little bit, if, you know, a little bit of actually just the fun of skating backwards, turning, carving, grinding, you know, those sorts of things you might do a bit of that stuff. Uh, look, I, maybe a final thing about like the dream scenario is um, uh, skating as a form of transportation is particularly a dream if you need to bring hardly anything with you. Right, so commuting on rollerblades, where you're bringing maybe a whole bunch of stuff with you. I normally, you know, have a laptop that I bring to and from work because I sometimes work from home, get up early, working from home, maybe work in the evening. It's also my kind of personal computer, not just my work computer. So I'm bringing this computer with me all the time. Uh, so that's a that's a, a bit of weight, but it's also something delicate, and and that affects that. Whereas if you're just skating to a shop, skating to a party, skate. And you just bring in bare minimum, extra clothes, shoes, wallet. Then you can have real fun. I guess that's the other thing. Is if, if your backpack's got hardly anything with it, skating as a form of transportation really opens up to you because you can have fun doing tricks and jumps and grinds because you're much more free, right? Um, yeah, so, so it's that's there. I mean, big advantages in that kind of um, way, uh, skating as a form of transportation.
situation. It is, as I've said in previous podcasts, uh, another advantage is that you're raising awareness for the sport that you love because people will see, and it may not happen all the time, but people will see and some people will say, oh, I used to rollerblade. I might get myself a pair, you know? Or, um, oh, rollerblading. I'd like to try that, actually. And, and you can be the prompt of someone thinking or a conversation that's one of the steps along the line to someone else getting back into the sport or picking up the sport or buying skates for someone they know. Um, I mean, I think already by me being a bit public about rollerblading on Facebook and stuff, have prodded others to get round to either buying their own or buying skates for others. And that's just a nice little warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, yeah, so um, so that's another advantage. You're advertising the sport, raising awareness for the sport, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to go and drift that a little bit further into you know the, the situations where rollerblading can still be cool, even if a little less uh, optimal. Um, but before I do, I just want to say that um, in addition to your environment and how much you're carrying being a deciding factor. Um, the skates you're skating is another deciding factor. Um, in all of this, I'm assuming that your average aggressive skate, um, your small, hard wheels, especially an anti-rocker, but even flat, is uh, is not great for transportation. Uh, that you really, if you're interested in rollerblading as a form of transportation, you've got to get a different pair of skates. You've got to get a pair of skates that are lighter, Breathable, I reckon, because um, you know you're going to be travelling distances and sweating. Um, and they have big wheels, big wheels, flat on the ground, or even rocked um, a little uh, for extra manoeuvrability. So I've got a pair of K2 Il Capo skates that are soft boot, breathable, light. Um, they still have a, a sole plate, some pad on the bottom of the boot, um, and then they've got four flat 80 millimeter. 80 millimeter wheels on um, on each skate, and that's a, that's that's not. I mean, some people go even bigger, um, but that's that's good. I mean, that, that, I've enjoyed that. That's um, that gets me going fast, but still gives me enough control and enough ease with stopping um, that uh, you know I'm um, you know I'm not going on something so fast. I suppose if you're in this dream city I was talking about, you could go bigger wheels because you're not having to start and stop and worry about managing hills um, uh, with traffic at the bottom of the hills so much, you know, so you could go with like a bigger wheel um, in that kind of situation. So your skate setup is, is an assumption. You've got to have that worked out so that you've got a skate that's actually going to work well for transportation. Um, uh, you know, so that's an important thing. Another quick little comment, I mentioned carrying stuff, and, and obviously a, a, a key thing with skating for transportation is you gotta be only traveling on your own. If you've got little kids, uh, or big kids, but kids still not yet confident to, to skate as a form of transportation, um, uh, I guess you can have a big kid also on skates or on a bike or on a scooter, um, but little kids, um, then skating as a form of transportation is dumb. I'm not going to do it. Um, I suppose you could skate with a pram, I guess. You know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. 
if there's anyone out there who transports, oh, I guess that there's a bit of risk, safety risk there. If you slip and roll over and the pram flies out from you, I mean, that's, gosh, whoa. Um, I don't know about how many would really go for that. So, um, my question mark on that one. Um, but, so that's the ideal situation, but, but rollerblading can still be, have a lot of those benefits in the less than ideal situation, um, where you don't have total flat, and you don't have total smooth and total spacious. It can still work. So as I've said on the podcast, I commute uh, on rollerblades sometimes, um, and I do that uh, largely on a bike track, although at either end of the commute, I've got to travel through suburbs and stuff as well for a bit. Um, and there's hills, a couple of big hills in that, um, and some of the surface isn't particularly enjoyable as well. So it is doable. You, you just got to sign on for it and go, yeah, it's not going to be great for some of it, uh, but other parts of it, it will be great. And even some of the hills are, are good, good for a workout. That's a, that's a thing. Um, but, and here's something I didn't comment on on the other one, is that for the short trips, this is where I think bringing your skates with you um, even if they're not your main form of commute at all, but you've got smaller bits of travel to do in and around where you are. So this is like, um, so I work in a suburb just outside the city, but if I were to be meeting people in the city, and then at several points through the city before coming back to my office, um, then that's a place where rollerblading can be a really great form of, um, of transportation because I guess do this fun thing, that's cool. I don't have to worry about the huge commute, that huge amount of time and energy and whether the route is doable. Um, uh, but I also don't have to worry about driving and finding a park, and that chews up time, or bike riding and locking up the bike and unlocking the bike. Um, but instead I can skate in and then just unbuckle my skates and put on some shoes, you know? Um, I don't do this anywhere near as much as I should. Um, I really should. I really should get into a bit more of this kind of regular, short distance, back and forth in between things in a city, in a suburb stuff. I mean, even just getting to the supermarket near my house, I'll drive there. Um, I suppose often I'm doing that just to get an errand done. So very rarely am I wanting to build a, a, a skate into that, but, but that's a situation like that. Another one that's walking a dog. Skating to walk a dog. Um, teaching kids to, to uh, learn to ride a bike for the first time, um, taking kids for a bike ride, or, uh, you know, on, the, on, the, on a bike track or in a park. All of those situations, um, rollerblading as a, as a form of transportation slash recreation. Yeah, I mean, that, those are open up to you as well. Um, uh, so, I mean, I guess all that, you know, that's, um, there, there's lots of good things about it too and um, uh, Valve Train I hope you've enjoyed if you've got extra things you should comment again on this SoundCloud file or on the Facebook page Mad Beef Roller Bloody Podcast I think it's called on the Facebook page and we can keep unpacking and exploring together the advantages of rollerblading um, and, and getting more blading into our weeks um, through using blading uh, where we would otherwise be doing something anyway cool alright talk to you later 
Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.